We're always going to struggle with something. Um, I would encourage you to not let it stop you from creating, but just create some more. Just be more creative. Just keep pushing past the insecurity. It is how we handle insecurity that determine the outcome of our art, of our careers. Hey, Wiki Hunters, welcome back to the Art of Photography podcast, where we get photographers on board and get them to share their passion in photography, their story and their journey so that you can learn how we get hope, purpose and happiness from our passion in photography. And today we have someone all the way from the U.S. And she's, you know, I've come across her from the Clubhouse era, which was probably about a couple of years ago now during the pandemic. And she's been someone who's, I find very uplifting and inspirational. And this is why I want her to be on board. And, you know, of course, she's a fantastic photographer and have really good clientele as well. Um, and this is Abrahani. Abrahani, how's it going? Hello. Hi, Stanley and everyone else listening. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. Welcome to the podcast. You know, I'm really excited to have you um, on board because, um, you know, I've, I've talked to you on, on uh, Clubhouse. I've talked to you on Twitter spaces and I, I've got a lot of inspiration, even just, you know, from those snippets of chat. So I'm so excited to have you for the full hour today. I'm so excited. I feel like um, our clubhouse days kind of like open a door of opportunities to do so much more together as a community where we met other photographers and connected in a personal level, had some discussion, maybe some challenges we each wanted to like challenge each other with. And I think that was so fun. And I'm like so honored that I met you through that, um, through that app and so many other great people that I now know and love and I enjoy chatting with. And you're one of them for sure. Oh. That's great. I appreciate that. You know, like I think that the, the clubhouse is, you're right. It was really cool. It was a, 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 a groundbreaking innovation where we can actually connect with people through social media. I always struggle to connect with people through social media and that app really helped. And, you know, now with the Twitter space as well, uh, we, we get to do that. I know there's a lot of anxiety and, um, you know, <laughs> uh, imposter syndrome when you start talking because everyone is so awesome in there. But Nevertheless, <laughs> it's a great place to to um to connect and build community. So, um, yeah. To, so, let us know who's Abrahamian. You know what you do and what's your passion in photography. Well, I am a wife. I am a mother of two amazing boys. Um, one a soccer player and the other one loves racing. And so we have a lot of a lot of different sports in our life, but. Um, I am a photographer who is passionate about people. I'm passionate about building community, talking with people, and just being an aid if I can. Um, I feel like um, I, I learn so much through people, through talking with people, with sharing experiences. I think it's such a key component to life experiences. And so I love those new opportunities and I thoroughly enjoy that. So my passion is people. My passion is photograph people. My passion is meet new people, uh, meet people in real life. I feel like Clubhouse gave me the opportunity to meet them behind the screen. And then when I was traveling, I was like, oh, hey, I'm in your town. Can we meet up? And I met up with some 
friends because I was in their town or in the city that I met through either Clubhouse or uh, Twitter Spaces. And so I am really excited that one day, I hope, I pray that I get to meet Stanley in person. Oh, <laughs> uh, absolutely. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Um, yeah. So that's, how does that, you know, because you, you say it, you love people and I can see that so much, you know, you're, you're, you know, just listening to this first five minutes or so, you already have this really high energy, you know, with people and, you know, where you are today, it's like what, 9 PM at night or something like that. I don't know how you stop those, those, uh, those energy up. Right. And how does that translate to your photography? That's such a good question. I feel like um, my passion and my creativity is drawn by what I see and what I hear and um, my conversations with people. And so my client, um, most of my clients are, are events. And so um, I love doing behind the scene and kind of just like being um, just the watchful photographer, the journalistic view. Um, but I do a lot of portraits. I do um, a lot of um I guess music videos in the Christian aspect. So the the some artists in the Spanish um, genres um, just kind of hire me on to be a part of their studio set, and then give me little breaks here in between because obviously video is the top of priorities. And I've been able to capture some fun moments. I think because of my personality, and got to meet so many, and then get referrals that way because they just love working with someone that's upbeat that's positive and that brings good energy but also a lot of creativity and so um I'm always I'm always going and so I feel like that helps me and actually my energy comes from people I am a true extrovert and my husband is a true introvert so I feel like we are always on opposite ends and so um my husband's restful time, he gets energy from being at home and I get energy from being around people. And so um, I think that's really where all of that comes from. <laughs> wow, that's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, I can really hear that excitement. And who doesn't want to work with somebody with that much excitement and uh, <laughs> passion in life, right? Um, now, like, you know, like you do a lot of, um, uh, like you do travel and then you capture also beautiful shots of your travels. You know, one of your um, NFT collection was from Santorini, for example, as well as other uh, photos that you've captured, um, you know, in the US with the Milky Way, for example. Those shots doesn't really help people in it, but how do you pour your passion through, through those? Because I could definitely see, um, you know, your love for photography and you love for those spaces without the people in it. Yeah, um, that's really interesting. So I was traveling to be a part of a photography conference um, outside, like an international conference. And I was a part of several of those, but the Santorini was actually one of the favorite views, uh, definitely one of the favorite views. Um, it's such a beautiful island. And so um, I take what, I've, what I know from being a photographer, from being a photographer for years now, um, and apply some of that to landscape and obviously I can't compare to some of the big top landscape photographers but I absolutely love capturing moments like that and opportunities to to show my friends and family where I've been and come back home and show them these beautiful sceneries and people and so I pour that into that because I feel like oh my gosh I can't wait for my husband to see this oh my gosh my kids are gonna love it and so um I translate that 
into what I'm pouring into my camera, what I'm capturing, how I'm detailing or compositing or moving things around. Um, the composition is important, obviously. But in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for my, my friends and family to see this. And so I feel like I bring that back and that energy into um, everything I capture, really. Um, my family is first. My priority is them. And so every time I'm taking something or I'm looking at something, I'm just like, oh my gosh they are going to love seeing this. And so I kind of bring them along with me in my heart, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, Santorini, I did a collection for the NFT, uh, um, for my NFT. Uh, and I, and I just, I translated that as like, I can't do anything, uh, um, photography wise for this conference or whatever, because I was there either modeling or taking pictures, learning lighting and things like that. But then also I was kind of separating myself and taking pictures on my own um, and kind of going off on my own um, to capture these specific locations that I thought were beautiful. Um, and then thinking, oh my gosh, the way I can share this with the world and do more with it is to put them in a collection as an NFT. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and, and yeah, so I have I have a passion to showcase where I've been through images, uh, mainly because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, look at this scenery. And so I feel that way when I see your pictures, I gotta tell you, Stanley, like, well, you already know this about me. I love your images. I love them. They're so creative. I think your composite is great. Your composition is amazing. And so I'm thinking too, like, oh my gosh, imagine him there on that ice, with his hand, with his feet up in the air, his hand on that eyes, like, how did he take that shot? Like, my head is just question, question, that's awesome, this is, you know, and so when I go out, I'm thinking, man, how can I recreate something that I've seen from another photographer or a conversation that I've had with someone that's generated this question, like, how can I do this? And so I think that's a lot of fun for me, but it's part of the creative process as a photographer of how can I implement what I've learned, what I've heard, and maybe that curiosity, man, I had this doubt, like, can I put that into, and I can't do that with a client most of the time. Obviously, they're asking for you to be creative, and you are, but you can't really step outside of their box and their time frame and their timeline. And so when I travel, I have the opportunity to do that, to step outside of that box and just kind of do some things on my own. Now, um, I went to France and I wasn't on my own. I had a little group and I am so honored that I got to travel with this group. We shared everything. It was an amazing experience. Um, but then it's not like I have my own free will to just go out and do whatever but it was so cool and this is why I'm passionate about community is because we we would have an idea and we feed off of each other and we were like a little group we had one model and three of us were photographers and our little group our core group as we were traveling in France were like oh how about this oh how about that and then um I'm uh, I'm all into long exposure and they said that. I was like oh my gosh this long exposure and we'll put Mimi over here and we'll put the model here and the car passing and then the other guy traveling with us is a light painter who does the long exposure and he was teaching us how to do certain things on our trip so I was just like oh my gosh that was so cool and so just to like share and, and dive in with creatives, it generates so much passion, creativity, um, just love for what you do. And then you come back from those trips refreshed, renewed, ready to, you know, do new things with your clients, ready to try new things. Because to be honest, sometimes 
um, especially as I was starting out in photography, I would shy away of doing certain things with clients because I, I wasn't sure how was it going to look, but then I wasn't sure if they would give me the creative liberty to do that. And so um, to go on and do these things on our own, it's just so fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's, uh, it's one of the reasons, well, I could definitely relate to what you were saying. You know, one of the reasons why I started photography is to be able to share what I've seen. And um, it's actually one of the reasons why I want to be able to capture better photography, because before when I capture it, it doesn't really represent what I've seen. So, you know, it, it, it kind of disappoints me when I share the people. And I was like, Ah, oh, yeah, it's, it's much better when you're there. <laughs> so, so that was a big motivation. So it's, it's awesome to be able to hear that from you. Um, and, you know, like, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting because you really find that balance. And it feels like the, the time alone and your freedom capturing that landscape and your time with people capturing portraits really feed off each other and make your, like, keep pushing the boundary of your photography, which is really great. So before all this, you know, um, you're, uh, uh, you know, you do photography for a living. You do a lot of photo shoot for a lot of people, you know, including some of the well-named people. And um, but before you get there, how did you get started? How do you fall in love with photography and tell yourself that you want to do this for a living? I love that you mentioned that because I I started young. I lived in New York. Let me start there. I was born and raised in New York in the creative state of New York City. And um, the things that I did as part of my curriculum of school was art, dance, um, and then outside of school as well. I did dance and I did creative things. Um, I did painting. Um, I wasn't so good at it, but I did a lot of creative things. And one of them was modeling. And I was in love with modeling. Like for me, that was it. That's all I wanted to do. Forget about singing and everything else. But I was like straight. My mom, <laughs> both my parents, but definitely my mom was very strict on me focusing on something else other than modeling. And I wanted modeling. And so um, my dad was very reluctant, very, you know, uh, Dominican, hard-headed, kind of like, no, 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 you're going to be selling your body out there. And, um, but the experience I had on the modeling agency that I was a part of was awesome. It was very grueling because you had to learn a lot of things. You had to do a lot of things. They will send you on shoots and you had to represent very well. So it was very trying and very, you know, cross border lines that my parents were like, no, no, no. Um, but I loved it. And then, um, and then I had to stop doing it. And, and so, um, but I always looked at how the photographers on the other end were kind of guiding me. And I had to take modeling classes, obviously, to represent every time you go out, like there's a foundation you have to know. And modeling was one of them. You have to know your poses, you know, how, how to, how to move a flow every time that light flashes, you know, you move a certain way, et cetera, um, how to accentuate your body. You, I learned this early on as a child and um, I've never really used it outside of that time frame until um, I started doing photography. Now, the way I got into photography was because my firstborn 
Um, actually, right be- before my firstborn, we had a trip. I went to Venezuela. My husband bought me a point and shoot camera and we took it on our trip. Coming back from our trip, the people we were traveling with, I was singing in this band or in this travel group. And they came back and asked me, hey, can we share the pictures that you took while we were on the trip? So we can put on a bulletin board, kind of share how our trip went. I was like, of course, that's amazing. Yeah, I love that you last, you know, like, and we had so much fun. So I had a lot of fun pictures. Like I was taking pictures while we were eating and just joking around at the beach, like really cool things, but not while we were like on stage or anything, mainly because I was singing and my husband playing the piano. Like there was, you know, a lot of movement. There's not a lot of time for that. But while we were on sound check, I was like capturing the cables and things like that with my point and shoot. So someone told me, you have a very creative eye. This is like super cool. And I was like, oh, you're so kind, whatever, you know, and kind of left it like that. And then my son was born and my husband's like, you should totally like use the camera to take pictures of him. So I asked him like, oh, but I don't think, you know, so I asked him for like a better gear, whatever. And at the time we didn't have the budget. So he borrowed a camera, like a semi-pro camera, whatever. And I was like, oh, just use this. And we did, we took pictures of our baby. And, um, and I have those pictures that are so fun. Um, they were just for us. There wasn't for, you know, to like hand out whatever, but my mother-in-law shared it with someone. My mom shared it with someone else. And they're just like talking about how creative my images were. And I was just like, oh, that's too kind of you. Didn't do anything. But then now the place that I was uh, attending where I was singing, I was worship. I was in worship. I I sang in a platform. Anyways, um, I was in church and they were like, you're really good at this. Next Sunday, we have an event. Do you want to shoot? And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And so that kind of got me started. And that was in Jersey. I lived in Jersey at the time. And, um, and that kind of got me started on doing kind of events, learning the ropes of like shooting fast. So then I started taking classes online. Um, Creative Live was very instrumental. Um, taking classes in person. There was a camera store that had photographers come and teach in Jersey, which I took. And my husband was signing me up for these random classes at this photography store. and was like, you're going, I'm going to pick up the kids <laughs> so you can go. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I literally have an hour to get ready. And it was just like those, th- like my husband really encouraged and pushed me forward. And he really saw a creativeness in me that I didn't see in myself. And he nourished it by pushing me to go into these classes. And then while I was sitting on these classes, sharing my work, the teachers were like, oh, these are really good. Oh, oh, you should try this next time. You should try that. And that's how that developed and grew. Um, And then I moved to Texas and I was very, I was connected with some friends here because I studied, I I came to college here, um, university. And so then they were like, oh, I have this event. Um, I really need someone to capture this event. I was like, okay, how much you charge? I was like, no, I mean, just give me money for gas and food. I'm good. You know, like I'll show up. And that's how that started. And then from then and on, I just been shooting a lot of conferences, meeting a lot of people, um, shooting for, for people with big names only because I knew whoever was managing or planning that event. And so that has been a, a huge blessing to me. But also the willingness to always learn, never think higher of myself ever. I still feel like I'm still learning and growing. I'm still calling up friends and saying, hey, would you curate this? Um, Tell me what you think about this. And so I think that's 
important as a creative to always stay learning. Cameras change. We have to change as well, right? Like gear improve. We have to keep improving. Um, that's my perspective, or at least that's how I see it. So that's how that started. That's awesome. I love hearing that, you know, and you are such a humble person. Um, you know, you just like uh, you, you always... Um, you're a great photographer and you always uh, feel like you know there's more people out there who are better than you and probably they are but you know um you're a great photographer in, in yourself um and it's it's sometimes it's hard for ourselves to see what we're capable of and sometimes it takes someone to believe in us to be able to uh, pursue or realize that potential and that's really great that you have a, a husband who's very encouraging, you know, uh, that push you and get you to where you are to do your what, you know, what you you really love now. Uh, but I think that's that's a really cool story to uh, where, where it all started. So that's that's amazing. And so, you know, like uh, you talk about um kind of start getting to know photography, kind of just, you know, playing around with it, dabbling with it. And people are starting to believe or say that your photography good, but you still don't think that it's real because, you know, people who are close to us probably won't say when it's bad, right? That's right. So, so, so what is that point when you realize that your photography is actually good, um, you know, and that you start believing in your work and start, saying that, you know, wow, I, I can take great photographer. I can offer good value to people. I can capture these different shots and share the story, the moment that you live um, through this photography. That's really interesting because I, I, I agree. I feel like I still struggle to this day. And um, I feel like it started clicking. I feel like I started getting better because I was literally applying what I was learning and just practicing often. Um, and I just did it as much as I could because at the time I had two small children to take care of. And I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, my husband and I decided that. But, he, but at the same time, I needed something to keep me going. And so my husband would sign me up and get me going. And I was practicing my craft before I did anything outside, before I, you know, share my art with other people. And so it gave me some sort of um, foundation, a base to get started at. But I didn't think I was good enough for a really long time, like you're like you were saying, until people that I admire or people that I looked up to would say, you got something good going, or they would make small comments, the people that I I respected would share um, something, you know, that they saw in my image or they saw in uh, uh, an event photo that I took and they said, man, I cry when I saw that image. Oh, I, and so then it impacted me that I could create something that would impact other people. And then I was confronted with myself, with, with their conversation, because then it made me reflect, man, I'm so negative to myself that I can't even accept their comments. And so then I'm having the, the tough issue about what, what is it that I'm believing? What is it that I need to start confronting within me? And I had tough conversations like that with my husband who always says, but I always tell you, you're good at this. And you're like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Like, he's like, he's pointing out how often I've done it. 
throughout my entire life. And I've always felt like I'm not good enough. And that is something that I still battle. And I also think it's a thought that we have believed that lie because it's a lie. And we've believed this so much that in everything we do, we come across first with not good enough. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm not good enough. It's also helped me push through some of my challenges because I always thought not good enough. So I got to keep, keep, keep going. But it's also very harmful and very dangerous. And then we have this imposter syndrome where I don't belong here. Um, I, I shouldn't be here. I'm not good enough for this. Look at all these amazing people. I still feel that way sometimes with my NFT work when they're not selling. You're like, oh gosh, what am I doing wrong? Like you're still, I feel like that we are all bad, at, especially creatives, mainly because our mind is constantly creating new things. We are meant to create. There's something in us that's innate to create. And so we are always struggling that what are what are we creating? And if I'm creating something, is it good enough? Because I'm a perfectionist at it. So I want to make sure that if I show it, it's perfect. And that's a problem. You know, that's a problem. Sometimes we don't always need to get to perfect. Um, but there's there's something about a creative person that always thinks it's not done. And so um we push past that. And I push past that now these days with talking to people first, my husband, and then sharing it with people that I admire, um, sharing my work with, with other photographers um, that I value their opinion. And I can honestly then say, okay, okay, I'm going to confront this differently because I hear it from you. And it's so interesting because you hear it from other people. There are some pieces that I must say that I'm be like, oh my gosh, I worked really hard to get this. I used a lot of nuggets to get this piece. This was awesome. And it's really interesting because it doesn't always happen. But in that moment when it does happen, you feel like, I'm really proud of myself. And so um, it's like one of those pat on the back that feel really good. And it's like a warm hug to your heart that, that you really felt it, you know? And so I feel like those moments are happening more as I age. <laughs> I feel like I'm feeling more comfortable in my own insecure skin, but I'm confronting insecurities differently. And as a young creative, that was really tough. But as I'm aging, I feel like the more I confront it uh, with, with positive thoughts, but also with truth, you know, like go, go to someone that has truth. It can speak truth into your life that you value and honor their word and hear them out and then analyze it. And then go to someone else that you value and honor and value their work and then see, you know, okay, this is true. This is their truth. This is the truth they're telling me, but this is the lie I've believed for so long that I need to come. I need to get past it through other people's words. And so I feel like words are important. What we say to other people are important. That's why I try as much as I can to be positive with others because what we say to ourselves matter, but what we hear from other people matter. And I think a lot of people are going around the world spewing a lot of words that are not encouraging or not positive, they're not uplifting. And so we have this cycle of negativity that at least in my worldview, in my, if I can help it, I'm going to not be that person. <laughs> that is so interesting, you know. Um, I think it's it's the same for me as well. It, it was hard to take compliments until I can't remember. Was it a podcast or 
Um, and it was actually either a podcast or a book. Um, I can't remember which one it was. It was actually um, directed to women, but I could definitely resonate with it because I couldn't take compliment as well. And, you know, um, I'm not sure if it was coming from your culture, but for me, it was definitely coming from a culture, right? Where we have to be humble. We cannot, um, you know, anything where you say, oh, yes, I am good, even though you are good, even though in a humble way, you still look as if you're arrogant, which not necessarily true. And in that book or podcast, which I can't remember where it came from, basically say, when you done something good and you've been complimented take it just say you know don't don't downplay it because most of the times like oh you're too kind thank you she so say just take it just oh thank you i appreciate that you know and give that appreciation but you're right i think we are our worst critic isn't it um you know it's really hard to to tell ourselves that we have done a good thing and, um, you know, you, 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 you just shared how it, 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 you've been struggling with this and it's difficult um, to, to give you that self-confidence and give you that, um, that belief that you are in that level um, comparing to other people. But how do you pass, push past that? How, what are the things that change um, to a point that you are okay to take compliment, that you can start believing on other people you know, that we are at that level instead of that, you know, they just saying that because they are being nice kind of thing. Yeah, I like to read. I like to read. I I find wisdom with, in others. I find wisdom. Um, I'm faith-based. I find wisdom in the word. I find wisdom in things around me. I feel like there's a lot of wise people older than us that have a lot of insight to give us as well. And, and I'm constantly searching and I feel like that also helps. Um, but I got to that point, like you were mentioning that you were just going to say, accept it. You know, um, my husband had a moment with me and said, uh, he just, he just put his fingers up and said, nope, you're not going to say a word right after this compliment. You know, he's like, just don't say it. And it just got me thinking I've spent all these years not accepting it. So it never allowed me to feel confident in what I do. And I, I needed to feel confident so I can feel confident in front of others. I can feel confident, not fake phony confidence where you fake it till you make it. I feel like that helps you get somewhere for sure. Um, but then you have to live it. You have to live it out. And that came, uh, it's probably a book. Uh, it could be a podcast. Sometimes I walk with podcasts in my ears and I feel like the confrontation, it could probably be Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe talks a lot about courage and stepping up to your fears and facing them face head on. And I came to one of those moments where I'm alone and I have all these thoughts and I'm thinking, I have to, I have to live this in real life. Like I have to IRL. And, um, it became so important to me because then I didn't want to be fake and I didn't want to be phony. And I didn't want people to say, 
oh man, she's really confident in front but behind. And I hate, I hate the BS. I hate the back and forth and living a double life. I, I don't know how to do that anyways, because I'm just so me. And so it's hard. <laughs> I don't know how to not say the truth. And um, I know people find that really hard about me because I'm very honest and I I'm positive, but I'm honest. And I, I think a lot of people have a hard time also, and people can, can smell the phony, can smell the fake. And I, I just came to one of those podcast moments. It could have been Miles Monroe, as I'm thinking about it. I could be wrong, or maybe another book of encouragement. And I just came to that point where, okay, I need to walk in this. So what do I need to do? So I started asking um, people that I trusted. Um, at the moment, I was leading a group of women um about 150 women um or so i was just i was just doing like administrative work bringing conference speakers in um setting things up for for planning ahead um and in that way i was leading other people right um but one of the conference speakers she was talking about walking in your truth and and walking in that clarity of mind where whatever comes your way is not going to shake you whatever comes at you is not going to shake you well guess what my insecurities were shaking me to the core and i think i was about 25 20 something like that um um when i feel like it started shifting but it was in these later years like in a, a few years ago maybe four years ago where it shaked me to the core where I didn't want to do this battle, this dance that you always have with insecurity. I just want to let it go. Just like, they're always going to come. They're always going to jump at you. I just have to decide how I'm going to respond at them. And it was in this conversation that I was listening to one of the speakers talk about um, insecurities and how women, you know, we deal with things differently because we're always trying to resolve and look out for others. And we're more involved in trying to help others. Um, and so I was like, I want to come across honest and, and pure hearted and truthful. And, and sometimes we don't because of our insecurities. We don't know how people are taking what we say or what we do. And I translated that into my art. And that was so important because that gave me a sort of confidence that I didn't walk in earlier on, earlier in my creative um, days. And I felt like that was so important. And I can't pinpoint the moment of the time, but I remember that certain conversations that I've heard, podcasts, books, they all kind of started compiling into like this moment inside of me, like I was done battling. And I still battle with it, but I feel like I confronted differently where it doesn't like weaken me where I stop. And that's what was happening early on, where it would it would be so negative that I just I would just feel like, no, I can't. I don't want to shoot that. I don't want to. No. And then it became like, no, I have to fake it till you make it. You have to. Then, OK, push me. You get you get to push past certain. And then I, I have people around me, surrounding me, encouraging me, loving on me. Um, and then my husband obviously pushing me forward and saying, you can, you got this, you can do this. What? You're going to shoot for so-and-so? Man, you got this. You're going to be great. They're going to love you. And they did. And it was amazing. And, um, and I just feel like those moments were transformative. But it started with me learning. It started with me listening to podcasts, reading books, 
um, listening to other speakers, it, that search, that inner search, it starts with your inner search and how you are going to confront that and come out on the other side. Um, it really has to do with some inner work kind of, you know, and not that you're ever going to get over it, but you're going to handle it differently. Oh, that is great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, you know, I think it's it's really cool that you say, you know, you, you start off with fake it till you make it and then you end up with walking in your truth because I, I think at the end of the day, if you keep faking it and you don't really believe in it, then it's not going to change you. And that's that's really inspiring to hear that, um, you know, um, as well as, you know, it's, it's really cool that you have a partner who's really, as well as a family, who's really um, encouraging about your journey because, um, you know, I could definitely see how you translate what they've given you in terms of uh, words of encouragement, you know, uh, believing in, 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 your, in who you are and your, you as an artist, and you translate that to someone else, um, you know, whether it's through Twitter or Clubhouse, I can always see that from you. And that is really incredibly amazing to be able to see that. Um, so uh, one of the things that um, I noticed is that, you know, you say that when you first started photography, uh, your, your husband would just um, sign you up to classes and you would sign up to a lot of online classes and stuff like that. And um, I, I, it's actually one of the things that I wish I had that when I started. I was, I was too cheap and I was too uh, confident or I should say arrogant to, to feel like I could just do this my, myself and, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I can make this happen myself, which I ended up did, but it took a really long time, right? Um, because I have to go through all the different trials and error myself and, you know, try different things. But how, how important is that? for you um, to uh, this, this classes that you've taken, how important is that to you and your, your growth as an artist, as a photographer? Um, and do you think that, you know, the, the money or the investment that you have spent in that have been um, worth it? And, you know, have you been able to shortcut your journey to be able to um, get to where you want to be through those classes? I, I think that's really interesting. I find education is very important. I find that um, definitely shorten the, the way you get to that end, right? If someone else can help you in that process, you're going to get there quicker. I believe that. Um, definitely a lot of people have done what you're saying, where you tread it on on your own and they've done phenomenal, but they've taken a longer period of time because they were alone. Now, again, I'm all about people. So even if the class that I'm attending at the beginning, a lot of the class that I was attending were all learning. I was writing, I was in it, I was, and I wasn't participating like hands up and let me try it. It was more like, oh my gosh, I just learned all of this. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Um, and then it was reiterating it that made it more mine, like that base and foundation was me applying it. And I did early on with my children, I would take their photos and I would try different things with them, which was so cool because then we have photos of them young. But um, on the other side, I was looking at it as practice. Like the next time I'm in a different class, I'm gonna show up prepared, you know? And so I was very hungry. 
And I think that that's different for a lot of people. If you show up hungry, you're going to learn a lot quicker because you want it. Um, the type of photography that I do nowadays, I've met a lot of people that um, do still photography, but it's different than events. Events is very fast paced. Lights are changing. You have to know your craft um, because the element is going to be element of surprise almost every time. And the last minute you're going to get an itinerary, an itinerary change or something is going to, you know, or you don't get an itinerary, you show up, they're like, yeah, just shoot, do your thing. And you're like, uh, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on? What's first and what's last? You know, those sort of things. And you have to know your craft because you can't just wing that and be great at it. And they're not going to invite you back. And then you're going to wonder why. It's because you need it to be good at this before you got there, you know? And so I feel like that has helped me a lot and has put me in positions and places to be able to maneuver through hard, difficult, um, I guess, schedules or difficult um, moments. And then you're like, oh no, I can't finish this without X, Y, and Z, you know? And so um, I feel like all those lessons, all those taught me how to get out of a, a pinch, right? Get out of a hard situation um, because I learned my craft early on or I've practiced and I've honed it in. But then I now can be creative because I know the basic. And I tell this to my son. I actually had this conversation with my son a couple of weeks ago. And then again, before he left to Florida, which he left today, I mean, yesterday. But you can't be creative with a soccer ball if you don't know the basic. You're going to be struggling with the basic. And my son plays phenomenal, but he has this confidence. And it's the same with the photography. We could be phenomenal, but if we don't know the basic, we can't just be thrown in any situation and be creative because we're going to be struggling with the basic. And I think that for me is so important. And if, if I could leave you with that tidbit, like hone in your basic, because then you can be creative with everything else in any situation that you're pushed through, or if you have two seconds to do one photo, it's going to come out, not because you were phenomenal, but because you knew your basic, and then you were creative, and then it came out phenomenal. <laughs> I've had that happen many times when you're on a video shoot, and then they're like, you have 10 minutes to photograph um, alone without the video, um, make something great because we need a cover photo. And it's like, uh, okay. And then, and then you, you do what you can, you know, I know the basic of posing. I know the basic of all my stuff. So I just like, okay, here we go. And even if it wasn't like, wow, the best. And I've always come back like, oh my gosh, I could have done, I should have done. But then I look back and I think it was good because I knew my basic and I can be thrown in these like, you know, situations um, because I hold in that craft early on learning through other people. Now, when I go to some creative classes now, I'm all in it for the people. I'm like meeting people in real life. Listen, all my clubhouse friends, we kind of all say, listen, we're all going to go to France. We're going to do this. And we did. And some of them had to fall out because of COVID situations or whatever. But most of us that, that went had a great time, um, mainly because we were there to be with each other and have fun. And, and maybe we were there to learn specifically, but we were there to create. And I think that that's also an opportunity when you do these classes in real life or photography workshops in real life, you're there to create. And so you just, you know, there's always an opportunity to learn and grow with others. So that's what I have to say about workshops. I love it. <laughs>
That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's it's true that, you know, we all, there's always, it can, my, men, my mentor used to say, um, well, he's probably still saying it, but what he said was, it can always be better, right? But, you know, sometimes it just doesn't need to. And it's interesting how you say, you, you could have, you know, we can always, we often we think about, oh, I could have done that, we should have done that. But at the end of the day, what you have is, if it's good enough, it's good enough. And, you know, you've got to pat yourself in the back instead of, um, you know, punish yourself for not being able to capture those things. Because at the end of the day, we're only human, right? So I think that's really awesome for you to, to share that journey. And um, I, I totally agree with you on, on classes. You know, now I'm just like, now nah, I'm just going to go to find someone who can teach me how to do things that I want to learn instead of, you know, looking at the YouTube or stuff like that, if I could, because it, it would shortcut my journey, shortcut. Um, and, you know, sometimes some of those things that you learn, you might never, ever find out on your own as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool that you like to read, that you like to learn, love to go to workshop. And it shows how, you know, uh, it shows on your development as a person, as, as, as a photographer. So that's, that's amazing. Um, so, you know, after all these years, you've taken a whole lot of photos. Do you have any photo or any moment that you could think of that is that, that you could say one of the proudest moment or proudest photograph that you've ever taken? That's a hard question. <laughs> I like to ask hard questions. Uh, that's a hard one. Oh, man. I feel like I've had the opportunity to work with so many um, people that I've admired as artists or um, partner with other photographers um, that I've admired and, and get to meet them in person. And, and so I just feel like I'm proud of the moment that got me there. And then for sure, if, man, I just have like certain shots in my head that I'm just like, I don't remember where I took it, but I was just like so proud of like a concert moment. Um, for sure, like a big highlight was the um, shooting at Times Square. Um, I'm from New York, now living in Texas. And so to get invited to shoot a concert um, in Times Square was just like a big highlight with people that I love and admire who I've listened to their music for years, um, now invite me and my husband, my husband and I to go and photograph um, their conference. And, and I wasn't the only photographer, but I was um, the trusted one that they needed photos right away for the publishing and things like that. And so uh, I had to be more like on point. Everyone else that was there is just kind of like, hey, yeah, we would love to be a partner. Like, yeah, shoot for free. Oh yeah, then you're good. You know, like, but I was like, this is media related. This is, you know, whatever. So, um, and funny story is that most of the images that they capture and they were all putting it in one hard drive and they were traveling the next day to Guatemala um, or the creative people that flew in for that. Um, and I would not allow them to have my images like that. I'm like, no, these are raw. I'll wait to, you know, wait till I edit. You know, they lost some of the, 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 in, in the process of gathering so much things that they brought into the square, they had to take back. They, they kind of like 
misplaced some stuff at the moment and they needed it for a publication in Mexico right away. So they were like, hey, can you? And I was like on the plane, like, yes, I can edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give it to you as soon as I'm that. Like <laughs> one of those things. But my proudest moment was to shoot at Times Square. I don't care what it was. It could have been an individual image for one person. It could have been a portrait with the square on it. <laughs> at the moment, I didn't care. I was just so excited to shoot at the square. And it was just such an honor. Um, yeah, I'm just like, you know, those, those moments are pr a proud moment for sure. And then I had another opportunity to shoot for the, the Dallas, um, at the Cowboys Stadium, Dallas Cowboys Stadium, not related to the Cowboys, but they had their mascot come out and all this stuff. I just thought, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I shot there before, but this particular event, we were interacting with some of these characters and people that I see on screen. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And so um, I made like on my on my um, TikTok, a little reel of him dancing, that mascot dancing with the people that were there. And it was just so special. And so I feel like, um, I feel very blessed and honored that I've met um, through my creativity. I have met and made some really cool friends that have allowed me to come and join them and their fun <laughs> in their creative moments. And so I'm very proud of that. That is really cool. Um, you know, I, I, I love meeting people. I, I think, you know, one of the things that um, I, I wasn't in it for that when I first started, but now it kind of the things that got me really love what I'm doing as photographer is meeting new people and meeting new creative and going on trips with them and you know, sharing different shots and how they they are different and the different perspective and how people are thinking differently. And I think that's really cool. So I, I totally agree with you. And, um, you know, Times Square is such an awesome place. I haven't, I've been there probably when I was like 12 or something like that. Definitely need to come back. So I could see why it could be, you know, your proudest uh, moment or um, to, to shoot. Well, it was um, the Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I just kept calling it the square, but it's the Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah. Ah, the Madison Square Garden. Okay, right. Um, yeah, so um, Annie, thanks a lot for your time. And we're coming to kind of the one hour mark. So, and, you know, there is this question that I always ask my, um, my guests, um, which is if there is one advice, whether it's photography or live advice um, that you could share to the audience who are listening right now, what would that be? I, I find, um, we, we talked a little bit about this earlier about insecurity, but if I could leave you with the tidbit that insecurities are going to come and go.
And if we keep push past it, find people that are going to be supportive of you in your art um, so that you're not alone in your thoughts. So don't be alone in your thoughts. Don't let insecurity stop you. They're going to come and go, um, have a positive outlook and have someone that speaks into you. What a great advice. You know, um, it took me a long time to realize that. Um, I actually took um, uh, Tony Robbins um, seminar uh, about a few months ago. And I was, uh, it, I realized how, how important our thoughts are. And I realized how negative we are often are to ourselves. You know, um, we don't usually let other people be negative to us, but we do it to ourselves. It's kind of ironic. Right. But, that is right. such a great advice to share. Um, you know, I wish I'd known that a lot sooner. But yeah, that's the, uh, thanks a lot for sharing that. Um, and you know that you, you've been a really good um, inspiration. I love how you share your story. I love your energy, and I'm sure the audience too. Um, how can they learn more about you and you know um, and see more of your photographs? Awesome. And thank you so much for letting me share. I'm so grateful. Um, you can always find me on Twitter at Abrahani R or Abrahani.eth. I feel like you can search it and you'll find me. Abrahani, my name comes up. Um, on Instagram, I'm Abrahani, just my name, my first name. On Facebook, you can find Abrahani Photography or just Abrahani Rodriguez. I have both personal and business. On TikTok, it's also just my name. So I feel like in most places, if you just search my name, you're going to find a wealth of information about me. Um, my um, website is abrahani.com. So you can find some of the things that I've done on there as well, some of my client work. Um, but yeah, use my name and you probably find me. I'm very, my name is so unique. <laughs> it's going to stand out. That's fantastic. Um... All right. Well, thanks a lot, Abrahani, for um, being part of the podcast and being a guest and sharing all this knowledge as well as wisdom. Um, Wicked Hunters, hopefully you find great gem. Uh, it's a lot of great nugget in there. And hopefully you find inspiration and also um, listen to some of um, Abrahani's advice that, you know, she have gone through this process. Um, so why try to figure out on your own when you can, you know, learn from someone who have gone through it. So I definitely recommend you to check out her work. Her work are fantastic. She got beautiful gallery on Instagram as well as Twitter. She's very uplifting. So don't forget to, you know, follow her as well as check out her NFT um, collection um, about Santorini. Is that, yeah, it's, it's about Santorini. Santorini. I was just thinking about where that place is but uh yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's absolutely beautiful um makes me want to go there for sure uh, but if you haven't already i want to say thank you stanley i want to say thank you for having me thank you for your time and this kind interview i actually i think you are very inspirational and your art is so creative that it draws people to know how in the heck did he capture this <laughs> i think you're so inspirational and you're always very encouraging and you've been a very good friend to me. So I just want to say thank you. Uh, that is very sweet. Thank you very much, um, Abrahani. And, um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's been 
something that got me started in photography is to be able to capture a unique perspective of the world. So I always try to think how to create something that's totally different that, you know, people are just like, what, how did that happen? So it doesn't always translate to every photograph that I captured, but uh, I'm glad that, you know, you, you noticed that. Um, so I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, well, Wiki Hunters, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you can listen to the next um, guest and the next conversation that we have. But with that, thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for tuning in and I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>